All right, good day, everybody. This is Emar Sopachu. Welcome to another edition of the Grid Iron Blitz. We are recording this on December 9th, 2021. Hope all is well for you in the world today. We're recording this early in the morning. If you're watching us, hopefully I don't look too tired, but I'm good. Uh, also, if you're listening to us, and uh, thank you, as always, to listening to our show or watching us, however you're injecting us, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, we are doing this on a Thursday right before the start of week 14 of the NFL season. My picks are getting a little better. Started off the year pretty decently, all things considered. Week two, I went three and 13. That's not too hot. Uh, but the midweek, of middle point of the year was really bad. Went four and 11 in week eight. Week nine went five, seven, and one. Uh, I've just been 500 all season. Had a nice week 11, went 12 and two uh, overall. But just the impressions of how this year's been going for me as far as my picks, week 13, seven and seven, right down the middle. You know, just typical. Well, I don't know what's going on. You know, so that's just the way it's been going, you know, for me overall. Uh, but always to follow everything that we do, go to the mothership, sportsinquire.net, premier site for news and notes in the world of sports. I know the scheduling has an our content has not been as much as normal. I uh, just had a, a recent change to my schedule. Uh, so we're going to get back on track over this weekend and into next week because now I have a better idea of what my availabilities are. We're going to get those morning reviews up. We're going to try to uh, get some more organization. So as I just took a new project, uh, so that's altered my schedule from the, for this past week, but I know what the schedule is going to be now. Uh, so look forward to seeing more on the site over the, the next few weeks, back to our normal rotation of uh, content. You can also go to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Sports Acquire. That's all one word. Do a search on there and you'll be able to keep track of all that we have going on. And then finally, subscribe to our audio and video host on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Do a search for us under there, under the Sports Inquirer, and you'll be able to keep track of all that we have going on. So as I mentioned, week 13 last week, I went 7-7-0. And, uh, and this stat really shows, I think, why, and overall for the season, we're 85 wins 92 losses and three ties so you're losing money if you're going with my picks we're gonna go different, do a different approach this week and you'll hear that throughout this edition of the grid iron blitz but so far this season there have been 26 games decided by a game-winning score on the final play this season which is the most all time through the first 13 weeks of a season this one actually worked out for me uh, detroit earned their first win of the season that 29 to 27 victory over Minnesota, Jared Goff uh, with a touchdown pass to St. Brown on the last play of the game. I picked Detroit to win that game, uh, so I did well there. But I, there were plenty of times this year where I've been on the opposite end of that or pretty breaking even on it. So if that was more towards the wins, I might have a winning record right now. Uh, but it just shows the parity in the NFL and uh, everything that we've seen go on. There have been nine games this year where the opponent was at least four more, had four more victories. Uh, than their team at four less victories uh, than the teams that they faced at that point of the season. The Detroit was an example of that winless going into that contest, Minnesota with a winning record, Detroit won the game, you know, so it's been a uh, very interesting, you know, to see what's been going on there and Seattle doesn't play this week. So I want to get a quick reference to Adrian Peterson made his team debut with the Seahawks recorded his 126 career touchdown 
He has 120 rushing and six receiving. He now has the fifth most touchdowns by running back all time. I knew Emmett Smith's the all-timer, of course, 175 touchdowns. But Damian Tomlinson, Marcus Allen, and Marshall Falk uh, were all in all in that category of at least 126 career touchdowns from a running back. He tied Jim Brown for the fifth most, by the way, uh, with that mark. All those guys are Hall of Famers. Probably your short list of best running backs of all time. Adrian Peterson's in that category as well. He'll be in Canton whenever he retires, but he's holding on. He keeps going. As I said, he retired. He did a. He he played with several teams already this year. It's been very interesting to see uh, his development. Uh, he played with Detroit, I believe. He did Seattle recently. Uh, so it's uh, very interesting to see what's been going on there with him. So speaking of the Vikings, well, start, so start with the Vikings. That was where he made his home and had his most productive years uh, with the Vikings. They're a three-point favorite against Pittsburgh tonight, upcoming on December 9th. Uh, yeah, Minnesota, bad loss against Detroit. And Detroit's been feisty all season, and I've been picking Detroit quite a bit in my games, and they've let me down quite a bit. But I just had a feeling that those guys were – due for a victory and it came against Minnesota really bad loss for the Vikings who want to keep themselves in playoff contention now the Packers are going to win that division the NFC North but Minnesota wants to put itself in the wild card category and losing to Detroit is on the road granted but still losing to Detroit is not a good sign so now they get Pittsburgh at home uh, this upcoming Thursday now George Justin Jefferson had a big game in the Detroit contest, 11 receptions, 160, 282 yards uh, receiving and a TD in that contest. He now has 2,609 career receiving yards and has surpassed Jerry Rice for the third most by player through his first two seasons. Only Randy Moss and Odell Beckham uh, had more receiving yards through their first two seasons. And he's only 100 and... 30 yards behind Randy Moss. So he's going to catch him for the most yards through the first two games or first two years of a career. And he has 28, uh, as a 20 career games, he tied Lance Allworth as the fourth fastest player to ever reach 2,500 yards. Uh, Only so he only trails uh, Odell Beckham, Charlie Hennigan, and Bill Groman who did it in fewer games. And you see Odell Beckham a lot on this list, and he's kind of languishing in with the Rams. Interesting to see what happens there. But he's going to have to have a big game, you know, for for the Vikings uh, to get a victory. But obviously the biggest thing for Minnesota, as far as, the, Detroit, as, far as Pittsburgh, is defending or protecting uh, Roethlisberger from T.J. No, protecting Kirk Cousins from T.J. Watt. Uh, Watt had a career high three and a half sacks in that victory over Baltimore last week. He now has 16 sacks this. He had 16 sacks this season, which is a career high, and joins Reggie White as the only players with at least 13 sacks in four consecutive seasons since 1982. Now, granted, they, they didn't complete this. They didn't do this the sack statistic until 1982. So I'm sure you can go back and look at Deacon Jones or some other guys that had uh, at least 13 sacks through four consecutive seasons, but they weren't counted as sacks. But still, when you're in the same category as Reggie White, who, look, I grew up in New York, I'm a big Lawrence Taylor 
supporter and fan. Uh, but I've always said that Reggie White is right up there for me for the best pass rusher I ever saw in my history. I said, I'm not, I'm not old, old enough to see Deacon Jones. Uh, I started following football around the, the mid to late 80s. Uh, but as the best guys I've ever seen are Taylor and White. But as far and Watts more in the Taylor category because he has he's more of a stand up rusher, uh, but just a special uh, talent there. Uh, but Reggie White, as far as linemen, best I ever saw. Better than Bruce Smith, better than a bunch of other guys that you can think of. But he's right there, even better than Strahan, who I like as well as a giant. Uh, but to be in the same category as uh, as a Reggie White is a, a big deal. As far as the game itself. In these type of situations, I usually take – I like home teams and I like quarterbacks. I think that Cousins is slightly better than Roethlisberger at this stage. Minnesota is at home. I'm going to take the Vikings minus the three. And, yes, I know Kirk Cousins playing on primetime national television is always an interesting situation. Uh, but I'm still going to take the Vikings you know, to win this contest. The Baltimore Ravens, two-and-a-half point – no, actually, Cleveland Browns are two and a half point favorite uh, at home against the Ravens. You got to think, look, Pitt, uh, Cleveland, week off, Baker Mayfield, he's finally healthy. He, had, he can rest that shoulder, labrum, knee, hip, back, whatever is ailing him. Seems like he's always, something's always hurt with him, at least this season. And I think he's legitimate. A torn labrum and a bruised shoulder and all that stuff, I think that's legitimate. Uh, but a lot of excuses for for Mayfield and his underperformance. But they had a week off. They got the bye. They're at home facing a Ravens team that lost to Pittsburgh last week, 2019. I, I should have put it on Twitter because I could have gotten more credit for it. Uh, but when when they went for two, uh, the Ravens, on the really in essence, the final play of the game, uh, down 20 to 19, I didn't like that. And yes, I heard later on that I guess defensive backs a lot of them were hurt for the Ravens. They were playing with some men down. But I know kicking the extra point is not a guarantee, even though when you have Justin Tucker, who's probably the best kicker in this generation, past 10, 15 years, he's going to make that kick. You got to go to overtime there. You got to take the points and do that. And because you saw Lamar Jackson throughout the day, not, ac- not consistent with as his accuracy uh, in the contest, and you saw that on the play. They tried a little read option. He tried to hit Andrews uh, with the, the quick pass. But even with he catches that, connects on that pass on a two-point conversion, I think he's tackled and he's short. So I don't. I, the play call was questionable. Calling that play in general, I didn't like at all. And then you see Lamar Jackson, he was off that day. And he's had some off days. He's still a quality quarterback. But remember the four interceptions in the previous week? At home against the against the Browns, they still were able to win that game against Pittsburgh this past week. I didn't; he just was not consistent enough. And you have to read the room, and you see a quarterback who is going through a little bit of a rough patch. Uh, he's been struggling all day throwing, and you throw that, you call that type of play. I don't know about that, uh, but it was incomplete. They lost the game, so you got to figure the Ravens are coming. They're down. They're struggling. Going into Cleveland as a two and a half point underdog, what's going to happen? Give me the Ravens plus two and a half. And yes, Scott, if Scott whatsoever hears this, I'm kind of stealing from his opposite picks angle. So I want to put that out there right now for the handful of you that can make that connection. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of gone with 
who I normally would go with and had gone the opposite way. Because why not? We got to get some wins under the table. But so I picked the Ravens in this contest plus two and a half. Jacksonville is a actually Tennessee is an eight and a half point favorite at home against Jacksonville. You got to figure look, the Titans are struggling right now. They're really starting to regress to their mean without Derrick Henry. Lack of consistency on offense. Now uh, Brown is out their top wide receiver for the season. What's going to go on there? You have the Jaguars who've been feisty over the past few weeks. They're still losing, uh, but you're starting to see some flashes. Give me the Titans minus eight and a half at home against the Jaguars. Kansas City Chiefs, all right, they're home, nine and a half point favorite at home against the Raiders. Look, the Chiefs, they're hot right now. Five game winning streak, uh, looking really good. I know Mahomes hasn't thrown a touch, didn't throw a touchdown pass this this past week game uh, against the the Broncos, but still, the defense for for them are uh, has been exceptional. Probably the best defense in the NFL over the past month or so. They figure Kansas City, they're home, they're rolling. The Raiders come in wounded. Uh, Darren Waller, their best player, as well as, at least on the offensive end, he's been in and out of the lineup. Tough loss at home this past week to the Washington football team for the Raiders. Going on the road, the early game, lots of struggles. You got to figure that the Chiefs are going to roll in this contest. Give me the Raiders plus nine and a half. The the New Orleans Saints, five-point favorite on the road against the New York Jets. Ravens, oh, you got to figure the Saints. Jets are a bad team. (laughs) That's the reality of it. Zach Wilson, maybe in the lineup, may not. He's practicing. As we record this, I think he's in line to come back and play in this contest. Toss-up, we don't know what's going on. Give me the Jets plus five. The Dallas Cowboys, four-point favorite at the Washington football team. All right, Dallas, looks like they're on the right track. Nice two-game lead in the NFC East. You got to figure they're starting to get some defensive players back. I think that's I think uh the the Lawrence is supposed to be possibly coming back. Uh Ezekiel Elliott, his knee, they say that they get a report, his knee is good. He's ready to come in and ready to go. Washington football team had that big road win against Las Vegas. You gotta figure they're gonna be home on a they're gonna be on that high. Maybe they go down a peg. Give me the Washington football team plus the four. Carolina, two and a half point favorite at home against the Falcons. Two bad teams. <laughs> There's really no way to shake it. But you know, I figure, hey, Cam Newton, and I can't even, this one, I, it's hard to even hype up the Panthers in this one. McCaffrey's out for the year. Cam Newton is looking not too good. But he usually plays well against the Falcons. He'll be at home. They'll be up about it. Falcons coming in off the, a very bad loss at home to Tampa. They can't protect Matt Ryan. They can't rush the quarterback. Uh, probably the worst line play combined in the NFL. You look at the offensive, defensive lines. Uh, Calvin Ridley's still out with uh, mental health issues, so they don't have too many. I know Cordell Patterson's a nice story. Reached 1,000 yards this season as far as, I guess, total yardage for him individually. That's nice for him, but the Falcons come in just not a very good team. Give me the Falcons plus two and a half. Denver is a seven and a half point favorite at home against the Detroit Lions. Broncos, very feisty effort against the Chiefs. 
You got to figure they're going to come in with some confidence at home against Detroit. Hey, Detroit finally won a game. They're going to be coming in on a high. Maybe they are, are not too, too positive. Or no, no, they're too positive. And now are going to have some rest on their laurels. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but give me the Broncos minus the seven and a half. All right, next up is Seattle, seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Houston. All right, Seahawks, they got their act together. You saw them get a nice victory at home over uh, <laughs> uh, so many games. San Francisco, they feed the 49ers uh, at home. So they figure, I know that Jamal Adams, he's out for the year now with a torn labrum. But still, you got to figure Seahawks, they're, they're, they're rolling right now by their standards. Still not going to be a playoff team, but they get Houston. Uh, granted, it's on the road, but the Texans are a very, very bad team. Deshaun Watson still not playing. I just don't get it. You got to figure that Seattle, even on the road, uh, they're going to be tough to, to do. Give me the Texans plus the seven and a half. All right, moving on through our games. L.A. Chargers, 10 and a half point favorite at home against the New York Giants. Justin Herbert, big day at Cincinnati last week. Three touchdown passes, 317 passing yards overall, 27 touchdowns so far this year. He already had the most touchdowns in the history of a rookie quarterback last year with 31. He's already at 27 this year. Joins Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson as the only guys with at least 25 touchdown passes in their first two seasons. 11 career games for Herbert with at least two touchdown passes uh, through his first two seasons. And you'll see second most all time now. Pat Mahomes had 10. Only Dan Marino had more passing uh, games of two TDs or more in his career through the first two seasons. 18 career games, at least two touchdown passes. And he surpassed Derek Carr for the second most such games by player through his first two seasons. Only Dan Marino has more than him. So Herbert is on a tremendous path. You got to figure coming home against a depleted New York Giants team, maybe not injury-wise, but Saquon Barkley's not right. Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. Give me the Giants plus 10 and a half against the L.A. Chargers. Bengals, one-point favorite at home over the 49ers. Both teams coming off of bad losses. Bengals, you got to figure that uh, – Joe Burrow, his finger's not going to be hurt. I mean, it, he dealt with that injury with his foot hang finger, but he's healthy now. Uh, is rested up. They're at home. San Francisco got to travel across the country. Coming off of that very tough loss at Seattle last week. Give me the 49ers plus one. Tampa is a three-point favorite at home against Buffalo. Just give me the Bucks to win this game. Buffalo, they're my Super Bowl pick to win it all. That was a, I didn't like that effort against the Patriots. And yes, I know the wind uh, was very bad, but when you lose to a team that attempts only three passes, you got to find a way to win that game, especially at home. Uh, but the Bucks coming off of that win over the Falcons, as I mentioned earlier, 368 passing yards and four TDs for Tom Brady in that victory. Uh, Gronkowski had two touchdown receptions in that 30 to 17, 17 victory. So now Gronk and Brady have connected on 90 career regular season touchdowns, and they surpassed Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates for the second most all time. I really thought that this record would be out of reach, even if I'm going to get to second all time, because I thought when Gronkowski retired a few years ago, he was done. 
like physically, mentally done then. I thought he would become a professional wrestler, do endorsements, and just kind of live the Gronkowski life off the field. But Brady going back to Tampa, he feels rejuvenated. It must be that Florida weather. He is looking tremendous. And they're really using him in a very good way. They're kind of like a they're saving him because they want to have him in the playoffs and in the postseason for another Super Bowl run. Uh, but when he's on the field, he's still maybe the best tight end in the NFL. Now, he can't give it to you more consistently as, uh, as some of the other bucks out there like a, a Kittle or a Waller. Uh, but when he's out there and if he's healthy, tremendous. Uh, but as I said, I thought that record would would last, or at least for even for being second all time, because I thought when Gronk was done, he was done. And Brady, we know he's still playing, but you never know with him. I don't know if they're going to catch the all time record, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, 112 touchdowns for a duo. That's going to be a less. So they need uh, do them a quick minute, 23 more touchdowns to reach that. I don't know about that because with Gronkowski and Brady, they could retire in any offseason. Uh, but just a big game for Gronk in that victory. That was his 20th career game with at least two touchdowns uh, receptions. So he's joined Antonio Gates as the only tight ends in history with at least 20 games of two or more touchdown catches. Gates has 21. So Gronk is one away from tying and two from surpassing. I don't know if he reaches that. That's going to be very interesting to see. I say he does it. Uh, but just tremendous effort by Gronkowski in that contest. Oh, and as far as the pick, yeah, uh, the Bucks give me minus three over the Bills. I can't make the opposite pick deal uh, with with the Bucks as far as the Bills. Uh, I just can't do it. Green Bay is a 12 and a half point favorite at home over the Bears. Packers, maybe the best team in the NFL coming off of their bye week. Uh, they're probably well rested and ready to go. The Bears. Not a very good team. Justin Fields, I'm watching Sports Center right now. He's practicing right now, maybe available, but Fields doesn't matter if it's him or uh, Andy Dalton. Just bad football by the Bears right now. Give me the Bears plus 12 and a half. Arizona, two and a half point favorite at home against the LA Rams. Yeah, I figure Arizona coming in very hot. Kyler Murray finally returns to the lineup. Uh, last week against the Bears had four total touchdowns in the contest two passing and two rushing interesting stat the Cardinals are now seven and oh on the road this season and only the third team to win seven consecutive road games within a single season each by at least 10 points and they join the 84 San Francisco 49ers arguably a top five or top 10 all-time team in history look it up they're kind of in that they weren't the first Super Bowl win for the 49ers with Montana and Bill Walsh, and they weren't as sexy or dominant. And, well, actually, not, not, I don't say dominant because they finished 14 and 2, I believe, in that regular season. Uh, but the 88 89 49ers uh, with Walsh and Montana, when they're at their peak, and Jerry Rice was really rolling. Because remember, Jerry Rice was not even on that 84 team, uh, but they were. This probably, I would say, if you look at the list of all-time teams, maybe most one of the more underrated dominant teams in NFL history, along with the 91 Washington football team. Another conversation for another day. I'm getting my NFL film rambling rants on because I watch all of those stuff. But anyway, 7-0 and on the road this season, third, mo- third team to ever do that by at least 10 points. And the 68 Cowboys, another team that made a championship appearance. 
Cardinals might be right there as far as being a championship caliber team. And getting Kyler Murray back uh, was a very big deal. He now has 10,092 career passing yards, fourth youngest guy to reach 10,000 career passing yards in his career. Only other guys, uh, interestingly enough, all of these guys were number one picks and several Heisman winners. Cam Newton, Drew Bledsoe, and Jameis Winston were are the only other guys to be under the age of 20. Actually, Cam, he surpassed Pink Cam by a few days, but he was 20, they were both 24. Uh, the only other guys to reach 10,000 passing yards before their 25th birthday, really. Uh, you're looking at Drew Bledsoe, Jameis Winston, and Dan Marino. Uh, so very interesting mark there. And I said all of those guys were, well, Marino was not a number one overall pick and then went to Heisman, but Hall of Famer nonetheless. Uh, so Murray is just uh, racking up the numbers there uh, for the Cardinals. The Rams, they are coming off of uh, a nice win over Jacksonville last week, 37-7. to Cooper Cup, eight receptions, 129 uh, receiving yards and one touchdown. He's not a fourth player in NFL history to have at least 100 receptions uh, through the team's first 12 games of the season. He joins guys like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Marvin Harrison uh, to reach that mark. And he's the only guy to have those 100 receptions or more through uh, the first 10 games of a season with 10 or more touchdowns. And he puts himself in the rare category of being a triple crown winner for receptions out for 40 for receivers i should say i said that uh devonta adams would have that would be in running for that this season with the packers uh not so much uh but he but cooper cup right now leads the nfl in receptions receiving yards and receiving touchdowns uh, so he's putting together uh, all world season probably your offensive player of the year if you were voting on that right now uh, so I said Cup has had a very good start to the season uh, overall. Uh, but this contest, honestly, it's a toss-up. You got to figure Arizona at home. They'll be the team to beat in this situation. Give me the Rams plus two and a half. And that concludes this edition of the Grid Iron Blitz. Thank you for listening or watching. Uh, as always, to follow everything that we do, go to the mothership, the sportsacquire.net, premier siphon news and notes in the world of sports. You can also go to our social media platforms, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And finally, subscribe to us on our audio and video host, such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Do a search for us on, on there under the Sports Inquirer, and you'll be able to keep track of everything that we have going on. Until next time, good fight, good night, and be safe.